0: Hello and welcome to Heart Yoga Radio. This is a bit of an extended version of the trailer we did for our upcoming talks which hopefully will be quite an interesting podcast in itself. So we decided to call The Upcoming Talks, The Apocalypse and You. A bit of a a playful title around a very serious subject. So first of all we're going to talk about why we chose this topic and then Going to go through the the talks what's going to be presented in each one and how they relate to each other and then i'm going to mention the dates the times the prices and the bookings but also if you don't have time to listen to any of that there's a link to our website in the the write-up accompanying this podcast and all the information will be there so first of all the apocalypse and you, why did we choose to be doing a whole series of talks about this subject? Well, as I'm sure many of you have caught uh, at least one or two of our Interesting Times podcasts, we're often talking about really awful stuff that's going on in the world, and it's nobody can hide these days from just what incredible trouble we're all in, really, with climate change and general ecological destruction degradation not to mention all the 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 nitty-gritty of our society which certainly here in britain i don't think there's a single sector which is doing well at the moment and it's probably (laughs) like that everywhere we were talking about that this morning actually written quite a long list here of all the things which are deeply in the shit like Mm. councils going uh, bankrupt and the nhs in deep, deep trouble and hardly anyone being able to get uh, dental appointments and having like, serious dental problems and nobody to help them and the the problems with uh, the soaring, ridiculous energy bills and the housing crisis and the cost of living crisis and Covid still rumbling on and of course this threat of war with the, the Russia thing and all of that stuff going on and the mental health crisis and of course, the the massive fires across the world, and the droughts, and now in, incredible floods, and crops just ruined. I'm wondering about you know the, the, the future uh, food shortage. So it's just <laughs> so if you've been listening to these with in dismay um, over the last year or so, mm-hmm. this, this 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 these talks are for you. As we were discussing what to put in this podcast, Pete told me of a uh, a Chinese proverb, which goes, "A crisis is an opportunity riding on a dangerous wind," and and also according to Google, the, the Chinese character for crisis is also the word for opportunity. It's actually it's actually like two words meaning crisis opportunity, and they and they go together, which I think is quite an optimistic way of looking at it. I and mean, you, you were discussing this morning sort of where, where the roots of that, where that comes from.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, I suppose it's a a Taoist dialectical point. Uh, in, in that opposites are not stark, binaries are not pure, pure oppositions, and the world isn't black and white but for, you know every, every, every Yang is already contains the seed of Yin which is growing within it and eventually it will turn into its so-called opposite into the Yin and then back again so it's a it's a philosophy of process rather than a philosophy of en- entities and you can see how it entered that kind of Chinese common sense you know right down to the level of the, the language um, and now captured by that little proverb, that little hot, homely proverb, you know, of crisis is an opportunity, even though it might not feel like it, because yeah. they can be very, very painful and very, very destructive. In fact, you know. So um, we must not get too glib about that, I would say. But at the same time, uh, that little that little adage and that way of understanding the the world does show us that. Complete and utter nihilistic despair is also out of order, you know. And that uh, some kind of abiding in the dough, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Well, just some 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 self composure wherever possible. Or to put it in the words of the great book: "Don't panic." (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know. And there's much that can be created out of this situation and uh, I'm an old man there but I still have sort of fairly strong creative urges you know and 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 for me my my personal angle here you know if you said to why are you doing this is well I just serve a massive creative opportunity you know and by creative I don't mean some uh, self-indulgent admiration of my own uh, of the products of my own kind of (laughs) twisted brain, but how we might advance the situation in in a direction, even in a very small way, but in a direction that's that's life-affirming, life-enhancing, life-preserving, over and against the the nihilism and the the rampant expression of the death wish that characterises human life on this planet at this present moment. So it's big stuff, but i'm saying don't panic <laughs> <laughs> and that we can uh, that, there's, that there's reason for optimism, but there's reason for very great pessimism as well and i'm looking for a way through because I understand that many, many people uh, are extremely c- confused about uh, stuff yeah. in general you know so it's an opportunity it's an opportunity for compassionate right thinking whole human beings, it's also a huge opportunity for fascists and those who would dominate the rest of us and those who would exploit the rest of us and uh, those who would destroy the rest of us in in the pursuit of their own self-interest. So this opportunity is now being contested it seems to me between uh, fascism and decency But of course, you know, these are, again, not pure stark opposites. You know, they are, again, in a dialectical relationship. And that's what's very confusing for people, I think, is that you can see how for, for every propaganda campaign that's been waged against socialism, against ecological concern against anything that's that's favourable to human life very often contains a grain of truth but it then goes off in the wrong direction it gets marshalled in uh, an untruthful direction and I use the word advisedly so yet crisis and opportunity in a dialectical relationship seems to me to be where we're at just putting it with the broadest broadest brushstroke the kind of broad brush drugs that proverbs use, you know, it's just, you try and have a, a generalised picture, and for me it's that crisis and opportunity. And equals apocalypse.
0: So, Pete, how are you hoping that these talks will be useful and helpful to all the good folks who come along and take part?
1: Well, I am aware and increasingly aware of uh, how much suffering, confusion, Depression, pessimism, nihilism—that—that that, that is out there—and uh, it's at quite a pitch. And it, obviously, I've—I've uh, I've been on this planet a fair bit of time now, and I've seen some crises, you know. And, the, and this is up there with them, you know, and uh, probably potentially the most catastrophic. Even though I'm sure that had the Cuban missile crisis panned out a bit differently, I might <laughs> well probably wouldn't be here now, you know, and neither would any of us. But uh, certainly, you know, this uh, human affairs are, are always riddled with crisis. You know, but it it, it does have a, a special pitch of its own at the moment because all of the the sustaining systems of human life, and in fact, like the sustaining systems of existence. Uh, any one of them can go into a into a, an unstable state at any time. It's just it's a basic cybernetics, you know. They can kind of go. They can, they can start uh, rattling themselves to pieces, you might say. And what's happening now is that they're all kind of coming into a rattle yourself to pieces phase at the same time. You know, if one does, if if say the climate goes out 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 a bit, but but everything else is all nicely nicely arranged culture human affairs production economy you know and there's care being taken and perhaps some other aspects of, of the ecosphere, it might be the soil or or, or or whatever some other adjustment is, is made there it, it doesn't have to be catastrophic it's when they all come at once it's when it's when ec- economies are going into instability as, as the ecosphere is going into instability as um culture itself broadly understood going into st- instability, that, that the economy including money, production, supply chains, uh, relations of production between workers and uh, capitalists and, and, and so on, all of those are going into instability at the same time so they're mutually re- re- reinforcing. That seems to me what's happening in terms of the very broad systems. So it is a bit it, it is a bit unique, from what I can see, and uh, people do need to be able to nav- navigate this. Otherwise, they they're going to go under just with their personal suffering. But it's also a collective necessity as well. Uh, it's none of these massive crises will be tackled. On the level of the individual so this talk will have microcosmic and macrocosmic elements they'll talk about society and culture and the, the economy and money and production but they'll also talk about psychology how, how we become who, who we are um, how our neuroses and traumas express themselves and so on and, and how, how in fact all those things relate rel- 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 together as well because all the systems are always interlocked. as There's really one big kind of system with many subsystems and so the subsystems are interlocked with all the others by their belongingness to the whole of everything. So for that reason the, the, the attention is on psychology but also on what we might loosely call the outside world now what I don't want to do I'm better here at kind of saying the negative about it than the positive what I don't want to do an effect that I don't want to have on anybody who happens to come and listen to what I have to say on this uh, is I don't want to present a dogmatic or doctrinaire conclusion about what's going on I don't want to say to you this is it, it's like this it's not the way I work and also I don't want to give you a self-help panacea even though I'm going to in the last talk talk about a particular yogic method it's not a self-help panacea it's it's a way of encountering beatitude that's what it is um, so I don't want to do any of these kind of popular things that, that people are doing and, and I don't want to be offering that kind of clickbait you might say I don't want to play that game at all rather I want to get you to um, Identify and ask the relevant questions, and then I want to suggest. And this is where I'll be a little bit priority, I want to suggest how you yourself might fruitfully, fruitfully engage with those questions and work your way through, because that that's where the good stuff w- w- will happen, at least initially. Even though it seems to me that again, you know, we we mustn't let this thing dwell in the sphere of in the individual. Uh, This quickly boils down into into the the, the hypothesis that if if the shampoo that you use has got the word natural printed on the bottle that you're saving the world you are not saving the world, the world is saved by connection and action maybe some fairly draconian action but collectively these problems, these crises have to be addressed collectively but they have this massive individual ramification you know as well which is also unnecessarily addressed so that's where I'm trying to come from with, with, with this you know so just to summarize that I want to get you to question I want to suggest what the questions are I want to perhaps maybe even show that some of what we take to be questions are really really not there's such a thing as you because you can grammatically construct a question for instance, we might say, um, um, do dragons have blue eyes or green eyes? <laughs> well, since there are no dragons, it's a non-question, but it's perfectly possible to ask the question. You know. Well, we can have complete discourses about hobbits and orcs and angels and seraphim and cherubim, if we want to. And they all make sense, but they're not about anything real. So there, I want to expose like non-questions just as much as I want to suggest what the questions that you might be wrestling with could be so that's 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 what I want you if you decide to come and listen to to get out of it I'm hoping you'll feel a little bit more orientated at the end than at the beginning and that you will be able to as I said that navigate to the extent that we can navigate because this really is an open sea it's an open sea that no one has sailed on before but we've got some kind of maps and some hints and maybe some misinformation which will become apparent but this, this out, out of what i'm proposing we do together here is that you will then be able better to navigate as you proceed and sail out onto the open sea
0: so let's go through it week by week just outline kind of what you want to present in each talk
1: Okay, yeah, uh, in week one, which incidentally is on the 15th of October, I'll be outlining the problem. And so I'll have to consider the following. Why are we even talking this way? What does this talk about in the beginning? You know, is there indeed a looming apocalypse? Are the four horsemen on the horizon? are we prey to fear mongering just being wound up and as we know you know there are concerted efforts to wind up populations (laughs) this is a a feature of human life that demagogues attempt to wind up human population so we've been wound up but is there something really going on here let's get right down to the nitty-gritty so i'll be considering that and then i'm going to ask what responses we actually see to these discourses of doom, what you see in social media, what you see in newspapers, what you see on YouTube, what you see on TV, the way it's finding its way into fiction and, and, and all manner of discourse, what do we see? What's go- and then what's going on there? And then, and then, and then we have to ask, well, how are, how are such ideas, for instance, the idea that we are in the grip of an apocalypse, how are they circulated? How do they find their way around, between us? How is it that we're talking about it today and they're talking about it in Tokyo tomorrow? What's go what's that about? How does that how does that work? Surely it's relevant to the situation we find ourselves in is that we understand it by the information that we're swimming in. Whether and of course remember when I say information, that can be true or false. Or maybe it might even have a character of be of not being capable of being true or false. But still able to motivate people into certain behaviours. So there's all kinds of stuff happening there that we need, we, we need to understand. The world of discourse. Yeah. So I mean, this, is, this is like the really, really basic nitty-gritty stuff that enables us to orientate ourselves at all. And then after that, of course, there's a the, 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 the really tricky question. And we could devote years to this if we wanted to. But And this is the question. How does one discern which stories... In this universe of discourse, if any, are trustworthy. Because without that, you're really, you're really all lost. But I'll, I'll, I'll signal here now. It's it, it's new it's nuanced, and it's it's multi stranded. It's not there is no black and white here. There is no formula, you know. I'm not going to tell you that it's the the lizard people, and I'm not going to tell you that it's. Aliens. Aliens, <laughs> yeah. or Mars move, moving into Sagittarius, or whatever. I'm going to try and get to the actual nitty-gritty by actually looking and digging around. The next talk, uh, entitled Negative Emotions and Positive Trauma, uh, on, on the 22nd of October, deals with the subjective aspects of Apocalypse. And, and we concentrate on the so-called negative emotions uh, that are actually like swimming around all over the place at the moment. Yeah. Anger, fear, hatred, and, and indeed the, the, the negativity, which is a condition of ignorance as well. We consider all of those and how they work in this, this scheme. You know, what, what is our reaction? We're angry about it. Yeah. Or, or we hate so-and-so because it's their fault yeah and so on that that whole that whole kind of game and how that that plugs in to this generality of apocalypse yeah so i'm going to look at that quite closely and I'm going to introduce the idea of of positive trauma and its role in intense spiritual experience I mean it seems to me that anybody who fights hard to turn a Crisis into an opportunity. is likely to be motivated internally, you might say, boy. Having had some very, very strong experience—a conversion experience or an epiphany of some sort—you know, it may or may not have. It can have any kind of content for all we know, you know. And uh, I want to discuss the nature of those kinds of ex- ex- intense experiences. I want to talk about intense experiences and 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 their and their the formative influence on on the individual behaviors and individual orientations to to life itself yeah i'm going to talk about that and put that in the context of this whole uh, scenario the third one just going to do some uh, very fundamental sort of a western philosophy footnotes to plato stuff um i'm going to ask socrates his basic root question which is how is life to be lived because it looks to me as though everything's going to be reorientated one, one way or the other by the processes which are not conspiratorial processes incidental they are vast, vast movements uh, of, of the processes of existence itself You know, including our own contribution to that and um, I'll also examine Socrates' contention that I quote, an unexamined life is not worth living and that third talk will be presented on the 29th of October. Uh, the next one, the fifth one, is called Letting Be with Bright Awareness. It's on the 5th of November, Bonfire Night, when we celebrate Guy Fawkes' attempt to blow up Parliament. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in that one, I'm actually going to introduce a certain yoga discipline, which I call Letting Be with Bright Awareness. And I want to relate that to all these questions that have gone before. And, but also, you know, and particularly to relate it to the, the macroscopic, in other words, to the question what of should, what should we do. We've got Socrates' question. Let's have Marx's question. What is to be done? What is to be done? And that's something that occurs in the macrocosm, not in the microcosm. But I'm saying, I'm, I'm, why I'm offering that, that, uh, that yoga the, um, um, discipline, why I'm offering that out is because of the clarity it'll give you, I hope, if, if I get it right, if I do my work right, on, on, the, on the question, your own personal question of what is to be done in this situation. So that's the, f- that's the four. On the, there is a fifth one but that'll just be entirely discussion and Q&A and so forth and we'll, it'll be in organic and relational. yeah. And that'll be on the, uh, the 12th of November of this year. So that's, that's what's going to happen. So it's very, very wide ranging. You can expect politics, metaphysics, yoga, meditation, phenomenology, psychology, psychoanalysis and so on you know so I'm going to attempt to get a a, a, a quite a thorough big picture here but with some detail as well and I hope you will come out of it Um, better equipped really because it does seem to me a lot of people are foundering uh, at the the, the moment in, in the in the midst of the turbulence that we're living through.
0: Well I hope that sounds interesting to you all. and I'm absolutely certain it will be tremendously useful and thought-provoking. So let's go through those dates again. So we decided to do them on Sunday afternoons Most of the people here are uh, are in Britain, so we've we've put it at a time when we think that uh, people will mostly be free, hopefully. So all the talks are between 1 and 3 p.m. Again, Sunday afternoons. So we're starting off on the 15th of October and then the 22nd of October, the 29th of October Fifth of November and the twelfth of November, then that's the Q and A session. So there'll be the, uh, the the talk, the the subject of the talk, and then at the end of each one there'll be a, a bit of a Q and A time. I'll have a chat and uh, ask any questions that you might want, and then of course uh, looming up to the running up to the the final one where it will we'll all be the uh, questions and answers and general discussion about the subject matter of the talks so as I mentioned the link to our website is accompanying this this podcast so if you click on that and you'll be able to find how to uh, book in if you if you're a bit unsure about using zoom and you want some help. Uh, if you just want to contact us uh, through the website, and then we'll we'll help you in any way we can mm-hmm. with these uh, these these temperamental technologies. Mm-hmm. So we decided to charge twenty pounds for the four talks and the the fifth one as a little bit of a like a freebie on the end. So so Pete, just explain the uh, the payment methods.
1: Yeah, well, I've set up a couple of payment methods. I've set up a PayPal which works through my uh, my own personal Paypal link. You don't need to have a Paypal account to pay me using that. You just need a credit card or a debit card. And uh, if you kind of read the instructions fairly carefully, you'll 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 get there. Uh, I've also set up uh, Buy Me A Coffee, which I have an account with. Uh, that one's, uh, they only take dollars, and I've set it at 25 US dollars, which is roughly 20 GB pounds. And again, that's pretty straightforward. Um you click on the link, get your credit card ready, and you can pay like that. And that they will inform me. Both pipe out and buy me a coffee. Inform me that I've had a payment. Uh, so you we'll pop me record in record
0: of the booking. Yeah, and yeah. They, they, they,
1: so I'll just book you in there, and then you see. But uh, if you want to pop me an email as well so you can do that from yeah, my website the,
0: if you email us then we'll be able to email you back with exactly yeah. how we're going to organize the waiting room for the the, the zoom meeting yeah, yeah. and everything yeah yeah we'll
1: get all that sorted out yeah and we'll send people instructions. haven't instru- quite decided
0: mm. how we're going to do that yet so we'll <laughs> send people instructions if we have a contact for you we will we will yeah. let you know everything you need to know well yeah. well in advance yeah.
1: so all this information is on pth.uk no spaces pth.uk
0: Okay then folks we would love to see you all there we're hoping that maybe this might turn into something bigger and maybe build up a bit of a community of people who might want to come to something a bit more regularly. It would be good to be in touch with you all and uh, be very interesting to talk to you all and find out what your questions are and what your thoughts are about all of this So, I hope this podcast finds you all well and I look forward to meeting you and will speak to you again soon.